at, at Cornwall Insights. Um, I've been working with a project team supporting a range of uh, parties with their consultation responses over the last uh, last month or so. Uh, um, we've been working on developing ideas uh, to help uh, help streamline these 74 questions you may be able to answer uh, if you are looking to respond to the consultation. Um, the way we're approaching uh, this is to, first of all, ask people to consider, does REMA ask the right questions? Is it, is it identifying the right problems? Are they indeed problems or are they features of the market? We're looking to uh, um, explore some of the options. Now, if you've seen the consultation documents, some of the options appear to be uh, binary and some of them can be introduced uh, in a granular fashion. And just keeping that in mind as you consider the different options available, um, I think help keeps the, uh, the, the slightly overwhelming number of combinations that we're facing in a bit more manageable fashion. We've also identified a number of critical questions. Some of the, uh, some of the combinations are uh, technically possible and some combinations aren't possible. If a few key decisions, we've described them as tentpole decisions, if a few were made early on, it will allow uh, parties to engage with refinements and providing insights, um, and it be done in a targeted way. So we're going to run through a couple of those key decisions today and, and some ideas behind them. If you're familiar with this uh, chart, uh, it's an illustration put together by Bayes of uh, descriptions and labels for a number of the options. Um, the uh, consultation uh, presents these as, uh, as, in some cases, as being binary. You choose option A or option B. And some of the options will allow for uh, a, a different and granular introduction or a combined and blended introduction. So on the left hand, on the right hand side rather, uh, you can see we've highlighted the option that is closest to the status quo, the current state of affairs. So you'll see on the top line uh, is illustrated the decision around uh, locational pricing. So currently there is a single national wholesale price for electricity and the options for nodal and uh, zonal pricing are illustrated uh, from right to left. We've highlighted national pricing because that's what the current market, uh, the current market setup uh, is. Um, you then have below that uh, uh, the options around uh, um, the technology type, um, uh, and then if you come down further, you can see there's the existing uh, contract for difference, the existing CFD option, alongside uh, if you go left to right, uh, different options that are presented in the consultation that might be considered. Um, there are combinations that will preclude some further options. Uh, uh, and I think to illustrate that, um, this, uh, this is a, uh, uh, I've included this for a couple of reasons. One, it is something I saw on Energy Twitter, and I thought it captured the fact that REMA is very interesting, unusually interesting for market design. Now, I, I love all this stuff, uh, policy, Absolutely, you could talk about it all day long, uh, but it's typically market design has been the realm of um, very enthusiastic, uh, economics-minded energy geeks. Um, I say that as a proud energy geek, but there is something about this and the scale of change and the moment that we're in that has meant more people are interested in REMA. I mean, you've all attended today. I'm sure a lot of your colleagues are considering what does this mean for our organisation? 
And it isn't the typical policy wonks who get very excited about this kind of thing. The other thing this illustrates is the, uh, the, the requirement to think about the options in the round. It's great if you're trying to solve the constraint problem, if you decide to introduce, for example, locational marginal pricing. Um, uh, but then if you also uh, incorporate CFDs, you are sending uh, conflicting messages and you're probably reintroducing the constraint problem by the back door. So when thinking about which options to support, there may be some headline or tentpole decisions that you, you can really see working, um, but it may be that some of those other decisions, other preferences, other refinements, they will need to wait until some of those key decisions are made. Otherwise, you're, you're looking at combining just an absolute array of uh, possible options. Um, so the tentpole decisions, as we've described them, are uh, uh, do you have radical reform or do you look for incremental change? Um, the, uh, uh, the option between a locational marginal pricing approach and a keeping national pricing, and then pot zero or split market, depending on which flavor of support you have, uh, and then the single uh, wholesale price. And then beneath that, we've just included some of those other options that your preference may be really different depending on what decision is made between those, those top line options. We've discussed a lot today the appetite for radical reform. And I think there's a, a recognition we are at a crossroads as an industry, and there is the will and the uh, interest in considering, uh, considering changes of a scale that haven't been for a generation. On the other hand, <laughs> Here is an illustration of the time it's taken to implement some prior changes, which I would argue, by and large, aren't as complex and big as, uh, as what Rima might include. Um, my favourite here is uh, on the right, uh, I'll get out of the way, but um, the smart meter rollout uh, will qualify for a divisional licence at 17 years old before it is concluded. So uh, it's something to bear in mind that it isn't just a hesitancy to change, it's a recognition that where uh, programs of reform happen, they can suck the oxygen out of the room, they can stifle benefits that are more immediate and definite in the short term. So for those parties who think, who consider this and who think that actually incremental change is really, uh, is really the way to go, that's going to deliver all of the objectives that we set out. Um, that's not, if you hear that message, it's not necessarily just coming from a place of fear, it could be coming from a place of experience and considered thought. So, um, I just wanted to share this. So, first option, uh, do you select incremental change? Do you select radical reform? Uh, keeping things, for example, as they were, you would have a national wholesale price, um, you would keep uh, self-dispatch. It would be very similar to the market you are, are familiar with today, but it would still allow for change of the kind we see between, for example, rounds for contracts for difference. Um, it would still allow for um, uh, code-based reform. There are opportunities to provide incremental change, potentially with less resource, uh, with uh, a shorter time scale. Um, but it may also be, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll only get the outcome you always did. So uh, that's, we think, the first decision. If, if, that were to be, uh, if that decision were to be made earlier on, it would allow for more focused thought uh, and more meaningful modelling of potential outcomes. Second option is location and marginal pricing. 
Um, it's a bit of a, uh, it's, it's in danger, I think, of becoming a buzzword and actually off-putting to people. Um, it is a fantastic idea. And I think the central intention is, is it a fantastic idea in an antiseptic chamber of uh, um, hypothetical economic modeling? Or is it a fantastic idea in the real world? One of the uh, one of the elements that the Bayes consultation is really clear about is, you know, we aren't able to just pause the real world whilst this transformation takes place. It has, the transformation has to work in delivering the short and medium term security of supply. It has to allow for people to be able to afford energy, to keep the lights on, and not have a an iffy, you know, five years of rolling brownouts. That's absolutely not the objective. The objective is the end result has to be right, but the transition also has to be uh, has to deliver those things in the in the medium term. So, locational marginal pricing might be great if you were starting from the ground up, but will it will it deliver the right signals? Will it deliver the right outcomes? And is it something that could work with the ongoing needs of uh, GB uh, energy energy systems? And then the uh, uh, the third element that we think would be really helpful to have an early decision on would be around the uh, split market option. Um, there are a very large number of options still possible within, uh, within uh, the different types of split market that could be developed. So it's not that this would suddenly make uh, the path simple and easy, but having a sense of, is this something that's going to be developed? What does it mean for different technology types? Where the batteries fit in? How do contracts of difference work? What does the capacity market do? All of those things that we take for granted um, uh, uh, in terms of BAU running could be affected by uh, whatever the outcome is there. So early indication of some options that are off the table in terms of split markets would allow everyone in this room to do some, uh, do some modeling about the impacts and understanding what this means ultimately for the end consumer. So we have uh, the final challenge, which is, do you design a system for the world that we know today and the problems that we've identified today? Or do you recognize uh, that there needs to be capacity for further flexibility? The base consultation invites views on this um, uh, because we there are some challenges we've identified. We absolutely understand system constraints. We absolutely understand the scale of potential electrification. We know the security of supply risks. But what we don't really know is 10 years from now, how are people going to be living, working, manufacturing? And 10 years ago, if you'd have tried to describe 2020 onwards to your former self, apart from the fact you know, you've been time traveling, which would be very confusing, but if you tried to explain the way that we've lived over the last few years, nobody would believe you. Nobody would, uh, nobody would think, yeah, lockdown, that sounds absolutely plausible, not that you've received a blow to the head. So these, these changes aren't always rational, predictable, expected. On top of that, we have technology uh, changes as well as the behavioural kind. And some of those, again, we've got a really clear view, but the further out you go, the harder it becomes to, to forecast popularity, uh, efficiencies. Um, you know, we are working in, in the realm of best guess when we know there can be occasional step changes. So the system, um, the short-term problems, I think there is a risk if we are too prescriptive, if we express too strong preference, 
you end up with a system that is uh, uh, perfect for today and probably all the way up to 2030, but beyond that lacks the flexibility to cope with the changes we can expect demographically and in terms of, um, uh, in terms of domestic and non-domestic behaviours. Um, and I think there is a, if we look back to better um, uh, and we look at the, the successes of better, I think one of the things that has really stood out, uh, at least to me, is you end up with the capacity for reform. You aren't stuck with what you've always had. Allowing for um, uh, code-led reform, uh, um, uh, regulator-led reform, but allowing evolution helps you future-proof the systems you have. It also means if on day one, your system isn't perfect, not ideal, but it can course correct. Whereas if we try and uh, we try to come up with a prescriptive but perfect option at the back end, um, it will eventually uh, uh, become out of date and we will come across an opportunity that we can't capitalize on uh, because the system is too prescriptive. So in terms of your response and, and stating preferences, I think it's incredibly helpful to indicate is this uh, is this solving a problem uh, in the short term and what's the consequence uh, when when trying to overlay the unknown.